0: The Word is for everyone. It's alive and active, filled with wisdom, truth, and hope. Understanding and interpreting its pages can seem overwhelming, but this podcast is here to help. This is Unschooled and Ordinary.
1: Hey, Happy New Year, and thanks for tuning in to the Unschooled and Ordinary podcast. We are kicking off 2024 in a unique way with a two-part episode around prayer and fasting. So episode one will focus on prayer, and episode two will focus on fasting. So we are entering into an important season in the life of our church. One that we call 21 Days of Prayer. Our prayers that this podcast will equip you and enrich your experience in 21 Days of Prayer. We've got an important tool for you that will help you do that. It's linked in the show notes. It's our Venture Church prayer and fasting guide. And man, it is chock full of scripture references and practical tips to help enrich your experience as we grow together in prayer and in fasting. We're excited to have Blake Houston join us on both of these episodes. Blake's our Gulf Coast campus pastor and just brings a lot of insight into both of these topics. These episodes are a lot of fun. Man, it's our prayer that they will enrich your time in God's word and that they will enrich your 21 days of prayer experience. We can't wait for you to join us.
2: Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to the podcast and happy new year. To kick off this new year, we have a special guest, Blake Houston, everybody.
3: Blake. Hello, Hello. Hello Blake. So I feel like here. I'm
4: in the middle of a royalty.
3: Yeah. Like, honestly. Whatever. This mm-hmm. is a
4: special place to be.
3: <laughs> we love having you here. I
4: like I, I'm kinda Shell-shocked, honestly. You're what? I'm very nervous.
0: If you keep this up, you can be a permanent guest. I mean, <laughs> I mean
4: this just, is great. Just stop, just stop. Yeah, tell no, us no, more. No, no, i so, oh, please
2: stop. I,
4: I told myself I wanted to do this before we got into everything. But, like, seriously, thank you guys for what y'all do. Mm-hmm. This past semester of having the podcast, I have been learning from y'all. Just in all, like, Mr. Commentary over here. And, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I found out it's just, I could
0: read. Like, <laughs> that's right, like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but seriously, it's been... I've really enjoyed it, Thanks. listening Thank you. to it, so you guys are awesome.
0: I think it's one of our favorite things we get to do here, mm-hmm. so it's been an honor.
4: Yeah, it's a blast. Yeah.
2: Well, Blake's going to be with us for two episodes because this is one of two parts. Nice. So to kick us off, Ben, you normally come with questions, so I just assume you have one. <laughs> that is a
1: correct assumption. So, nice. Blake, welcome to the podcast, and so in sticking to tradition... We have guests in the podcast. We want our listeners to get to know you a little bit. So um, fun fact about you. You were valedictorian <laughs> of your senior class, right? He's
0: a smarty. He
1: is. He is. You can answer that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you were. You were. <laughs> yes. All right. So what class did you find most difficult when you were in school?
4: So can I, can I level that up to college? Sure. Yeah. Because psychology one oh one. Was the worst class for me.
0: That's so weird. Because you so, love, we did. have conversations all the time about psych. Yeah, it
4: was just something about, it was like a big um, uh, one of those, you know, you're in the stadium seating mm. and mm. the professor's really boring. So, yeah. really, like the only <laughs> thing that I knew to do was like answer Sigmund Freud on everything. Mm. And I still came out of there with like a pretty <laughs> like, sorry, decent grade. A good guess. <laughs> like, it's in like psychology. when I won, like, yeah. you just put Freud on it, then you're pretty much there. Yeah. But I really struggled. Uh, it was a It was, a Freud tough. was the worst. Yeah, it was a tough Okay, but
0: now I am a little curious about high school. Like was there a class that was harder?
4: Um, yeah, I was never a math guy. Mm. What? Never was. That big. surprises me. That's me right. Too. Yeah, I'm a little surprised by that. I'm Surprised by the accountant, Angie. I love <laughs> That's right. right. Yeah, like I could never, you know, I would get into the, the upper level maths and just not but my problem was I never made the connection of why it was important. Yeah, mm. you know. I, could,
1: I feel that. But
4: truthfully, now I look back on it, I was like, man, I really should have taken that economics class or that finance mm. class. Because mm-hmm. I could tell you the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, yeah. but I couldn't tell you how to budget. Mm. Mm. I really struggled
0: there. That is was one of those good
2: life
4: lessons. So that was a tough one.
0: But that's the thing about math. They're not teaching us how to budget. No. They're teaching us stuff that doesn't help you budget.
4: I wish they would have taught so, yeah. me how to
2: budget. Preach. I get it. That's, yeah. that's why we're offering Financial Peace University. Hey. Hey. The majority yes. of our campuses. Yes. Join
4: me as I sit in Financial yeah. Peace <laughs> University. I'll be there as well. Here's <laughs> <laughs> what we should have learned, learned. in yeah. middle school. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. That is the next step that we're offering yeah. in February.
0: Good way to start 2024.
2: There we go. Mm -hmm. There we go. So uh, with having two parts to this episode, we wanted to talk about two things that I think is directly connected to one another. The first is prayer and the second is fasting. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to just ask a broad question. What do you know about prayer? Do you do it? Does it work? (laughs) Is there a formula? Mm -hmm. What says you? Is that how you say it, Ben? What what, what, say, you? what, what say, you? say you? What say it's you? It's a weird one. It's true. I don't know. That's a big question,
1: Tyler.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Who's first? <laughs> so much to say.
1: Um, I'll I'll take a crack at it.
3: Okay.
1: So I think the simple first thing that comes to my mind, I'll just share that. Like prayer is when you say what is it? It's talking to God. Like mm-hmm. that's what the first thing that comes to my mind. Um and yeah, like I, I, going beyond that is really humbling to think about in terms of like, well, do you pray? Do do I pray? What is What does that look like mm-hmm. for me? Um, and so, man, I think like everything else, in, it's a journey and it's a process and it's something that I hope I'm growing in. Um, but in a lot of ways, I'm just beginning to kind of figure out that it's a process and I'm growing in it and it's a part of growing in my relationship um, with him, and it 's one way that I spend time with him, and um he gets to spend time with me, you know um so
2: so my- can you can you pray anywhere? Is there a certain place you need to be to pray? Hmm. What do y'all think on that? <laughs>
0: It's a trick question, because the answer is yes to both, right? False dichotomy. Yeah, (laughs) we talked about this a lot beforehand, but, you know, just really breaking down the idea of praying without ceasing, where, yes, I can pray anywhere, anytime, anyway. Uh, But also, I know we're going to get to Matthew chapter six in a little bit, but I think I was a little personally humbled by a particular scripture there that tells us to find a secluded room and shut the door. Mm. And uh, I think that's the part of prayer that maybe I'm personally not as good at. That's a part of my journey of learning more about what prayer looks like and how it should be. I, I'm not as good at closing the door and spending that
2: solitude. Yeah. W- what about you guys? Where do y'all go to pray? Where's like your, your sweet spot?
4: Yeah. So full disclosure, prayer is probably the hardest part of my relationship with the Lord. Glad like. we could have yeah, you on like, the podcast yeah. That's right. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, right, yeah. Um, truth. I mean, like, I just grew up in in such a, uh, a thought of prayer as an afterward mm-hmm. to what you do in life, right? Like, you live for God, do all these things, and then you kind of either tuck prayer in the beginning of your day or the ending of your day, if you got, you know... Um, there was no discipline around it. There was no exercise of, of practicing prayer, but that stemmed stemmed in me from a deeper root of not understanding what prayer was. Uh, prayer was an equation. And I'm Talking about how I don't like math, <laughs> you know. But like prayer was an, equa- an equation to get something from God, right? Like almost like a vending machine. Uh, at least that's the way I saw it. And it's only been recently, you know, like you were saying, Ben, that prayer has opened itself up to me, like experiencing God through prayer. Uh, we had talked earlier in a conversation about doing the work of prayer uh, for others, for ourselves to commune with God. But I heard this the other day. It was that prayer is an expression of an unbroken relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And I loved that because it was no longer just about doing a thing, but it was being a way. And that, that revolutionized what prayer was for me. So I think like the where to pray then kind of shifted because I kind of like isolated, put prayer life, quote unquote, out on an island. Mm -hmm. And it was just another aspect of my day. But I love the verse that says it's in him that we live and we move and we have our being. And somehow prayer connected itself to that verse for me. And it's like through the the action and the work of prayer that I get to see, oh, all throughout my day. Uh, I get to experience him in prayer. Uh, but that does take discipline, like, like you were talking about, Brandy, of initiating that in a quiet place, in solitude, um, because busyness is just going to try to distract me from it and does a really good job. Yeah.
2: yeah, for sure. I know for me, several years back, the verse that I kind of hung on to uh, is in, found in Mark where it says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, went to a solitary place and prayed. And... Uh, that verse came to me when I really wasn't taking my prayer life serious. You know, it was like on the go, I'm in the car, I'm getting in trouble about something or missing a deadline or whatever. And it's like, Lord, I need your help. But when I began to create a space and create a time, I feel like my prayer life has been so much better and, and, And having a good place that's like not in your bed when you wake up, you know, like you hit the alarm and you're like, God, I'm going to just pray for a minute, fall asleep, (laughs) wake back up. Where was I? But carving out that time. Uh, For people living a busy life, is it okay to pray on the go? Like, Like for the mom who has several kids, you know, you can't go anywhere by yourself. What do you do? How do you do it? What, Brandy, what was that verse that you referenced in Matthew 6?
0: Um, let's see. It is verse 6. So Matthew 6, 6. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you.
2: Yeah. So again, it's it's both and. Yeah. We can pray on the go, but We need to be working to figure out how we can have a designated time in space, right? That's good. Yeah. I love the promise of that verse. Pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who is in secret will see you Mm
3: -hmm. and
2: reward you. What a beautiful promise. Mm
4: -hmm. That's good. One of the things that I really love about that verse, about the reward, I've I've really been reconceptualizing what reward is. Uh, We have a tendency to make that very materialistic. I do. I do. It's like, all right, God, I'm going to get in the prayer closet and here we go. We'll do the equation again, you know, and and then maybe I get the good stuff. But the more and more that I'm experiencing the power of prayer, the more I'm experiencing the reward is his presence continually. Mm -hmm. Like I go into secret and I get to see him. I get to experience him through prayer, the the, the peace of God, uh, just the presence of God. And then the reward is being able to leave that place. And experience that same presence and power and peace, they like throughout life on the go, like you were talking about. Uh, God gives me e- examples uh, through my kids all the time, um, and I've been thinking on that verse in First Thessalonians five seventeen to pray without ceasing. And I, I've really struggled with that. I was like, how do you do that? Like, you tell me to go in the quiet place, but like I got bills to pay, Lord, you know. And so, what do I do? But the other day, Henley Grace, uh, our daughter, she was on FaceTime with her, her grandma, my mom, and she was in the bedroom. And then like she went in and she started FaceTiming her and she took the phone into her room. And a little while later, I just kind of heard it get quiet and Henley was still talking, you know, a little bit, um, but it wasn't like a ton of conversation. So I walked in there and I saw Henley. She was just like playing on her bed with some Barbies and the iPhone was laying straight up and just looking at the ceiling. And while Henley was playing, she was talking to Grandma. Mm-hmm. Uh, while the phone was just fa- and I was like, "Mom, I'm so sorry, like I, uh, Henley, you need to look in the camera to talk to grandma, and my mom was like, "No, no, no, like I'm enjoying I'm enjoying listening to her, and Henley was just doing her thing, and I, it clicked for me mm. about praying without ceasing mm. that it's just like that. like as we go about and Henley was just playing with her dolls, and Grandma was over here, they were talking while Henley was doing all this other stuff, it's the same thing that God he loves to be with us. Mm -hmm. In those moments, and like Mm -hmm. just over to the side, hey, you know, God, here we are, you know. And I I don't know that that just really clicked for me, that example. And I was like, "Ah, that's what it is.
2: Yeah, that's good because prayer is not the end, it's a means to the end, Mm -hmm. right? The, The end is unity with Christ, oneness with God, and prayer helps get us there. We have an acronym. Uh, that we use as a church and you all may have to help me remember it cuz I'm terrible with acronyms but it's <laughs> this one's pretty simple yeah. pray mm-hmm. p a r y and the first one, the first one is what <laughs> what
0: how do you spell pray Did again? I spell it wrong? <laughs> <laughs>
2: did I spell it wrong? No you bit. got it. Well <laughs> <laughs> did I really? You Parry. did. <laughs>
1: What is that? Try so again. P A R Y. Oh my
2: gosh! So, oh, I didn't even notice. I thought so, you spelled it wrong. Right. So last week I said I said a number wrong. I'm dyslexic. I tell you this, all this. We love you
0: th- though, Tyler. That's
2: that's it's why, a superpower, bro. Yeah.
0: That's
2: why Craig and I were just so impressed when you read. Yeah. Because like, we <laughs> can't wow, do you it. you can do this. All the
0: that's words made right.
2: <laughs> so anyway, somebody talk about this acronym.
0: R A Y. Ben, I feel like you're really good at this. Why don't you walk us through the acronym?
1: Okay. So the P um, stands for praise. And so just kind of where, where do I start, right? We we always um, feel the tension or the pressure or overwhelmed, I think, when it comes to prayer of I got to have the right words. I've got to, um, like we've talked about so many other times, have everything together before I begin to talk to God. Um which isn't true, you know, um, and we'll, we'll get back to that in a minute. But to answer your question, P stands for praise. Um, and so it's just a simple way to remember how do I start my prayer? Well, by acknowledging and praising our Heavenly Father um, for who He is, for what He's done, for how He loves us, um, it, it, a way to start that conversation. And then R is repent. And so just kind of the next step in that, in that conversation as we continue to grow and build our, our prayer life is, is, man, what is it in my life that I need to repent of? I've acknowledged God and praised Him for who He is. Now, what is it in my life that's separating me from Him? That What sin is it that I need to repent of?
2: Yeah, let's talk on that for a minute with repentance. Well, let's back up to praise. So many times I'm guilty of, and, and I especially do this when I'm stressed out or anxious about something. I go into my time of prayer and I make all my requests known, mm. all my needs, and I like the order of this and and it's the order that we see in Matthew chapter six with the Lord's prayer right. instead of talking to God and telling him, "Hey, here's all the ways that I need you to come through for me It's to reorient ourselves to the truth and to the reality of who God is to to center ourselves on the beauty of God, and to give him praise. Before we do anything else.
0: So that weird church word, hallowed be thy hallowed. name, is how we start with praise, right? Yeah. That's why that's there. So we're saying, hey, God, you are worthy of all praise. Hallowed be your name.
2: Right. Because in prayer, we're not trying to change God's mind or manipulate his will or get him to do what we think he needs to do. It is to let help us to see what his will is, yeah. your kingdom come. Your will be done. It's good
0: to become aligned. To with become him. aligned.
2: Mm. withness. I heard it
4: said <laughs> one time that praise is giving God His breath back, mm. and that always kind of oriented
3: me every towards like, back. yeah, like
4: who 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 gives you every breath? And as you as you begin to connect in with the presence of God through prayer, no better way to start than just by acknowledging who gave you the breath in the first place.
2: Yeah. So, Angie, can you speak into the second part of repentance? How, how does it, how does that work? What is that?
3: I mean, it's saying I'm sorry. I mean, when you have sinned or you've done something wrong, you repent and you turn from it. Um, one of the things that stuck out to me as I was thinking about this is how often we use phrases when we pray that we just maybe have heard a lot in our lifetime or... We just think that's just how the the way you're supposed to say it, Um, that being a very good example of like... Lord, forgive me. Yeah. Like, do you say that a lot? Like, just forgive me for all my sins or forgive me. You know, like you're not being specific, but then also realizing that, is that really what you want to say to him? Because scripture's clear that he's already forgiven you. Like what he did on the cross, you are forgiven forever forever end of story.
2: Past, present, and future sins. Yes,
3: exactly. So if you understand that, then is that really what you're asking him? Like if you're going to go ask for someone's forgiveness, what you really want to say to this, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry for what I did. And be specific with your confession as to how it broke his heart. And then I would say, you know, use the form of gratitude to go ahead and thank Him mm. for that forgiveness that He already has given us. So it's not this phrase of just like, hey, forgive me for my sins. I'm so sorry. No, it's thank you for forgiving me because I am so sorry that I broke your heart by doing whatever it is mm-hmm. that, that, that you did. So that perspective um, has kind of stood out to me this week in in just thinking while I pray What words are you using, Angie? Like, is it something that even makes sense to the effect that if if you realize who you're talking to, is that really what you're going to ask him? Is that really what you're going to say to him? Knowing what you know to be true about him, knowing what scripture says. And if that is true, and I believe all of that, then I'm not going to go and say, hey, will you just forgive me? You know, No, I'm going to be more um, clear as to why I need you to forgive me and say how sorry I am.
2: That's right. Name it and tame it. Ooh. Oh, that's a new one. I like that. Yeah, yeah. there we go. I'm, well, let's let's continue to journey through uh, this four letter word that I have trouble spelling. <laughs> what is the third letter be?
1: The third letter is A, and it simply stands for ask. Um, so, at, it, in the Lord's prayers, you know, Jesus said, "Give us today our daily bread. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one." Mm-hmm. Um, and so, A stands for ask. Uh, present our requests him and then why stands for yield uh which quite possibly could be the most difficult one mm-hmm. right yielding stopping slowing down listening um you know it's the idea of like it's a it's a two-way conversation right like um how often do i not listen to for God to speak to me when I'm praying, you know, um, so just being reminded to slow down, to pause, to yield to his will. Um, so that's P-R-A-Y. He's
3: spelled correctly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it all works. Doesn't matter yeah. the spelling,
3: right? It's okay, yeah, yeah, Tyler. <laughs> yeah. S-
2: spelling is a, re- who needs yeah. it, right? It's overrated. Yeah. yeah. Half the Harry. English language doesn't make sense anymore. He's good that's at though. math, y'all. That's yeah, right. I can math. Very
0: good. <laughs> Best budget. I know. was about
2: to say the best budgeter at the table. No right. doubt. Yeah. Yep.
4: Are you leading financial peace? Cause I'll be there. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a, I got a question to ask you guys about the ask piece in mm-hmm. general. Um, how do you guys handle? We, we know scripture says that God's going to answer our prayer, right? Like he's mm-hmm. going to bring an answer in some type of way, in some type of way. Yeah. Right. When we ask, he is faithful to answer and we got to trust that he's not going to give a serpent when we ask for bread. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you guys manage and handle the responses that you get when you ask God of something for something? Um, you know, sometimes when they, I heard, I heard like there's four answers that God gives to a prayer. Like when we ask him something, yes, no, wait. And my grace is sufficient for you.
0: Mm.
4: Like, and quite honestly, I like the first of those four. <laughs> yes, Honestly, uh, How how do you guys manage that? Like, because prayer is this there's a, a two sides of that coin right where we pray for something we pray for healing and healing comes or if healing doesn't come mm-hmm. and that's a that's the kind of scary place of prayer that people don't want to go to any advice uh, things that you've seen that you take in
0: can I just start with something practical mm-hmm. I don't know that this quite answers but I'll get there <laughs> the thing that I have to do when it comes to prayer is keeping a prayer journal mm-hmm. And I've been really bad at it lately, so listen to me say this is convicting to talk about today because I'm not good at it. But the best way for me to look back and manage kind of those answers is to, first of all, even remember Because a Mm -hmm. lot of times I think I pray and I ask for something and then time just marches on and I don't even realize that he did answer it. Mm -hmm. Or I thought he answered it in one way, but then I go back and read all of the things that I wrote and it's like, oh, wow, God really did answer this. It just wasn't in the way that I expected. Mm -hmm. So practically prayer journaling helps with that. But then I don't know, you're right, I guess, latching onto that last answer that my grace is sufficient for you think that's the really, really hard, almost impossible way to start prayer is by understanding that regardless of what his answer is, it's still going to be good. Yeah. May not be what I wanted, but it's still good.
4: That's good.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, to the prayer journal, I, I use a five-year journal. I don't know if I've talked about that on here before. Maybe I have, but that has helped me out so much uh, because you, on one piece of paper, you've got five years worth of prayers. Mm-hmm. So it, it's been really encouraging with things that I have dealt with, felt isolated. And then it's like, man, I've never gone through this before. Mm-hmm. And then I read about it, went through this three years ago and this is how God got me through. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh man, the and Lord does, does do love it me. again. He does. He does. That's good. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Somebody told me one time that, or maybe I heard this somewhere, that a lot of times we focus on prayer as trying to solve a problem. When in actuality, prayer is about applying a promise. Yes. And so often we can get caught up, I can get caught up in, I need this prayer to help solve my problem. When in actuality, if God does solve the problem, there's just another problem to be solved on the other side of
2: it. That's right. Right now, I, the Lord has answered a prayer of mine very specifically. And I'm like, God, how are you going to get me out of this now? (laughs) You gave me what I prayed for. Your grace is sufficient for me. I think the blessings
4: that we prayed for yesterday are the burdens we experienced today. Yes. And, but seeing prayer more, less of problem solving and more of promise application allows us to be in every season when we are still asking, God, we want healing, you know, not the kind of timid, do what you want to God, you know, like we want healing for this thing and then maybe healing doesn't come in the way that we wanted it to then we still instead of just saying well that's another problem to solve say "Now that's a promise to apply that your grace is going to be sufficient that you're here with us in the midst of our pain and, and that you're not going anywhere
2: well blake i think you contributed the most to mm-hmm. this conversation today so we want to give you the honors of closing <laughs> us out okay
4: <laughs> well thank you um <clears throat> you mean by prayer
2: you can or whatever you I want feel to like. Do. We need to pray. It's your world. <laughs> <laughs>
4: okay. Oh, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about because I did ask Tyler earlier if I could be the one to say peace at yeah. the end. So,
2: okay, I'm, I'm
4: with you now. I'm with yeah. you. Well, I do. I would like to pray. Yeah, if that's okay, mm-hmm. and um, and then I'll wrap it up. Bye. Maybe not say amen. I'll say peace or something. Uh, we'll pray, Father. Thank you. Thank you that you meet us where we are. That we can come to you in prayer at any moment, in any time, Father. I do pray that you would help us to find the quiet, still spaces to experience your presence. You, you, you call us to that, not just because it's some crazy discipline that we need to do, but because you want to remove the distractions from our lives so that we can see you as you are in in your fullness. You call us to approach you boldly to the throne. We, we come boldly to the throne, not as some person in rags that makes its way onto the King's court, but as a co-heir to the son of the most high and, it's, it's very hard to grasp that sometimes, but Father, I pray that you would help us stay connected to you through prayer and uh, help us to move into prayer each and every moment. And uh, be with us now as we go into this new year uh, for this purpose. And we love you, Lord. We thank you for your son, Jesus. Jesus, you are the one that allows us to approach this throne room to begin with. And we are honored and, and we praise you for that. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for being with us. Peace.
0: Unschooled and Ordinary is an original podcast from Venture Church. While this podcast is great for individual study, the word really comes alive when we talk about it and apply it to our lives in house church. House churches are small groups of believers gathered in homes for a meal, scripture study, discipleship, and prayer in a trusted community of faith. They meet on Wednesday nights at 6.30 p.m. in homes throughout South Mississippi, and you can join anytime. To find a house church near you, Visit venturechurch.org slash housechurch.